Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tune in to Conversations with Dr. D. Ivan Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. You tuned in the conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We have a show for you. Um, you know, it, it's not something that I like to talk about. I hate going into dark and gloomy subjects. I really hate to do that. But if we don't, how can we ever see the light? Our conversation today gets really simple. I'm going to talk to you about dealing with something that if you are living, if you are breathing, if you have two legs, two arms, or even if you're a one-legged man or you've got your hand cut off, I promise you, you will sooner than later deal with heartbreak and pain. You will deal with the frustration, the anxiety, the displacement, the disappointment, the sense of betrayal, the anger, being pissed off as hell, not being able to eat, not being able to sleep, not being able to understand nor comprehend why in the hell someone betrayed you, why is it you gave your heart, you gave your soul, you gave your mind, you spent your money, you spent your time, you kissed, licked, and and did, I almost said some I shouldn't say, but you did everything and have done everything that you could possibly do to make someone know that without a doubt, without hesitation, with all the sacrifice that you could muster, you did everything you could. But everything, all things, sleepless nights, the text messages and the phone calls, none of that could pain, none of that could stop the loss that you feel from separation. Well, this is a program that we need to talk about. It's one that we need to have. There are some people, probably you, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to rest assured and know a couple of things. It's not an accident you're tuned into this program. God knew you were sick and tired. He heard your cry. He knew and felt your loss. Your prayers are being answered because tonight, Yes, this very night, we are going to attack, and I do mean attack, with a vengeance, the pain that you feel, the heartbreak, the depression, and the loss. You know, for some of you, what makes this even harder 
is the person that broke your heart and the person that has you tied in knots. And we're going to deal with this from so many angles. We're going to deal with it from death. We're going to deal with it from being in the house right this very minute with someone that you are looking at in the face and they lied to you, betrayed you, cheated on you, uh, went out and smoked your television and told you, you know, we don't know what happened. And you're sitting there looking at your crackhead cousin going, you, how in the hell did the TV walk away? What do you mean you can't find the money that I gave you? Who, you got robbed again. Oh, whose lipstick was that? Why? You know, oh, sure, you smell like perfume. I thought you were a man. See, there are some things in life that God will allow in your life. So here's the first comfort. The first comfort is if you're going through grief, you're going through hell, you're not able to sleep, if you are feeling all or some or a combination of what I've just described, it's a reason for it. Some of you said a prayer, and in the context of saying that prayer, the first thing that you decided that you wanted to do was you said, God, give me the clarity. Let me have a sense of understanding about what's going on in my life right now. Some of you tossed and turned many a night for weeks on end, months on end, wondering if what if you were going crazy, had you lost your damn mind, and I'm here to tell you, no, you didn't. As a matter of fact, for some of you that are listening to this program right now, the fact that you are hearing the words that flow from my mouth is the next bit of evidence, and I hope you are not stupid enough to deny it. God answered your prayer. Tonight, we're going to deal with that answer, even though it's an answer that you don't like. Have you ever felt that after you cried, you just can't cry anymore, and here comes another tear? Have you gotten to a point where you got dressed, you uh, shaved, uh, you put on your makeup, and you got ready to leave the house and realized you just really don't feel like going anywhere? You pulled yourself together, you picked up the pieces, you went to the restaurant and ordered your favorite meal, but you didn't have an appetite. As a matter of fact, you even had friends gather you up, tell you, go in there and take a bath and comb your hair, and we're going out tonight, and you in a room, a crowded room filled with people, but you yet felt so alone and lonely. Well, isn't it about time that that comes to an end? Isn't it about time that you reassert yourself and take control and dominion over your life as opposed to having life and dominion take control of you? Actually, you need to be grateful right now. For those of you that are dealing with death, I'm going to talk about death later because being honest, uh, breakup and being depressed and death actually have the same seven stages of grief. I'm going to talk to you about how to negotiate those deep waters, but at the beginning of this program, what I'm going to talk about tonight is those of you that are in a relationship that is on its last leg, and for whatever reason, your behind keeps trying to resuscitate the very damn vampire that's been sucking the life out of you, only to find yourself more heartbroken, more disillusioned, and more angered every time a letter comes with that person's name on it. They still live there, but love doesn't live there anymore. If you are feeling any of these things, get a pen and paper because tonight's program is designed specifically for you. 
for some of you, and yes, I'm talking about you more than likely. Don't try to play it off and act like I'm not talking to you. I'm going to open your mail tonight. You will feel that I'm getting in your business, possibly even feel that I'm peeking in the window of your mind. Maybe, maybe not. I can tell you this much. You cannot ask God for help and get pissed off when he helps you. Sometimes we don't like the results. Sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. But you not wanting to hear the truth doesn't mean that you don't need to hear it. I talked with a couple of clients of mine earlier today, um, and one of them, it, it was so gut-wrenching for me, this beautiful, intelligent young woman, very beautiful, intelligent young woman, a mother, very kind person, said to me, Dr. Young, if, and maybe if a man would talk to him, hmm, you know, I don't care if a man talks to someone or not until they talk to themselves. They're not going to listen. Even God can talk to people, and they refuse to listen. But the one voice that someone cannot silence is the voice of time and the voice of conviction. I'm not talking about judicial conviction, but the conviction of the mind, the conviction of the spirit. Understand this, dear one. There are times in your life that you are being used as the instrument to bring about awareness of what someone will learn to be in hindsight, remorse, grief, and depression because they did not treat you right. You not maybe you did. Let's let's just say for instance, and go on the other end of this continuum. Let's say that you did screw up. Let's say that you're the one that tipped out one time too many. Let's just say that you are the person that got caught in the lies. Let's just say you were so often to the moment and often to yourself and the man that you thought wasn't all that now you're realizing was that in a bag of chips of this woman that you took for granted that put on a few extra pounds and had those stretch marks, she was the one that would still come to your aid. And even though when you said that you loved her and you treated him like crap, this was the same person that would open up their arms to you. They would open their pocketbook. They would write you that check and let you use that debit card. They'd pay your light bill give you a little something on your gas, and even be willing to hug you while they sat there staring at you with a tear in their eye. Yet you did it again. You got gas money and went to that man's house or that woman's house. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. What is done in the dark definitely will come to the light. If you are on the other end of this thing, and now the light is on something that you really have been trying not to see. Be grateful. These things that have happened in your life have happened for a reason. People, and I'm going to comfort you, so if you've got your pen and paper, and you know when you tune in to this program, the millions of you that are listening around the world, those in Barbados and those in the Virgin Islands and Canada, the United Kingdom, um, North and South America, those of you that are in Australia, my friends in the Middle East, I want all of you to know, if you can hear my voice, you are not beyond experiencing pain. And if someone loved you enough tonight to tell you, listen to this program, you may not even be listening live. It's possible that you could be listening to this program and hearing the archive right now. 
but you are listening and hearing this at the right time. Do not ignore the things that are about to come to you because it is divine revelation and it is your creator's way of saying Enough is enough. I am tired for you. One thing that I want you to understand is when God gets tired on your behalf, you don't have to be tired anymore. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it awesome that there are times when we look at ourselves and actually shake the mud off? You know, there was the time when this dude, uh, he couldn't see and God uh, you know, did the spit in the clay. I know you guys know the story, so I won't indulge you and play like you don't. And he said, I still don't see straight because these these you all look like trees. The these people don't look like people. Well see, some of you have had the scales on your eye like a snake shade in their skin. You like someone waking up and you know how in the morning when you've been sleeping really good and someone turns the lights on and you are not quite ready to absorb what you're about to see. Well, this evening you still may not be ready to absorb what you are about to see. It does not take away the fact that you need to see it. For others, it has been more than a minute. It's been maybe a year since that divorce or that breakup, maybe even five years, maybe a decade, and you are still walking around filled with anger, filled with resentment. You are stupid enough to be sending someone text after text message to the point you've written a minor book. Your damn thumbs ought to have cramps in them. You text so much. Well, dear ones, hear me and hear me well. Part of the reason why you can't let go of the pain is because you're part of the reason why it happened. And, yes, that doesn't mean that you went out and cheated. Maybe you are the one that filed for the divorce in a fit of anger and the other person said, okay, bye. Maybe you are the one that figured, okay, you're not going to give me none. You won't give me no loving. You won't, you won't even kiss me where I want to be kissed and touch me the way I want to be touched. You won't say to me the things that I want to hear. You won't listen to me anymore. And, all of a sudden, you got tired and said, I'll tell you what, and you went out and found somebody that would touch you, that would hold you, that would kiss you, that would listen to you, that would actually miss you, and you realize, oh, what in the hell have I done? doesn't matter. Pain is pain. Whether you cut me with intent or by accident, am I not going to yet bleed? Am I not going to feel pain when you... Take my heart. I remember Bobby Bland had this song that said, if you're going to walk on my love, could you at least please take off your shoes? I remember another song that said, love does not live here anymore. I remember another song that said, a house is not a home when the two of us are so far apart, when there no one, when no one's there. You know what I'm saying? Are you sitting... One time too many, and tonight is the last straw, this very moment. You finally have mustered up the courage to realize that I may not be able to live well without you, but I damn sure can't live with you anymore. If that's the case, I'm going to give you some tools to work with. Now, let's get some writing done. Step one. When you cannot understand why your life is the way that it is and why things are going the way they're going, 
why you are in this diminished state, why you cannot even inhale. You Just trying to breathe, you suffocate yourself every time you inspire, meaning to take in. Everything you take in seems to suffocate you. It seems to choke you. This is that moment that God is saying, I came to give you life and life more abundantly, not this. As a matter of fact, the beauty of love is that it helps you to live. Take a moment, if you have your pen and paper, if you are a creative one, do it in your head. Spell live backwards. That's right. It spells evil, doesn't it? When someone starts sucking the life out of you and you can't live anymore, that's when you know that you have been persecuted just one day too many. You have been called out your name. He, he used to call you baby. Now he's calling you bit. And I'm not going to say the word, but you know, you know what it is. When you get told not how lovely you are but how stupid you are and someone is reminding you of everything that you are not instead of everything that you are, when you even start to blame yourself for someone else's behavior and your friends try to talk to you and they say, um, Baby, why are you allowing someone to treat you this way? And, and your stupidity, you want to defend the mistreatment that someone is rendering you. I'm here to ask you, where in the hell is your mind? Have you gotten to a point that you are even considering that it is your fault that someone treats you like crap? Well, if you reach that conclusion... I'm going to be the first to agree with you. It is your fault, baby, because you are letting this happen. When you start looking, and those of you that have seen me on CBS, has heard me on the radio or the television programs, you've heard Dr. Young make this statement. And, yes, I refer to myself in third person. And perhaps tonight I would like for you to look at yourself and you be the witness to your life. I want you to look at yourself from third person. So as you go, that Negro is crazy. I want you to realize that, boo, you may be a little crazy too. But look, think for a moment. When you pull up in your driveway, the place where you lay your head, the place where you go and use your toilet, the place where you can just go in the refrigerator and, and grab what you want, and you've worked your butt off to pay that light bill and that car note, and you've done all of this, and you walk in your, you pull up in your driveway and don't even want to get out your car. Isn't there something wrong with that? Isn't it something wrong that when you're laying in your bed or sitting on your couch and you hear the garage door go up, you hear the door close, you get knots in your stomach and in your neck and you start breathing a little bit harder and you get an irregular heartbeat and then your heart's not skipping a beat, baby, because you're feeling good. Your heart's skipping a beat because it's about to stop beating. Is that okay? Is it really okay? Is it okay for you to feel like a damn fool on a regular basis? Is it okay for you to lay in the bed, legs spread, or you can't even get an erection, you've taken Viagra, you're eating uh, Viagra and Cialis and Levitra like you chewing bubble gum and, and eating M&Ms, and you are still as limp as a wet piece of bread, or you're a woman 
and you are in the peak of your life, you are in the peak of your sex drive, or let's say you've given somebody three babies, you've stretched your body, you got stretch marks to prove it, and the bad part is all your damn kids look just like him, and he won't even stop to ask you, would you like a glass of water while he gets one too? Maybe. Maybe it's a fact that you started mistreating you just like the person that is with you. Perhaps, dear one, you are sleeping with the enemy. Well, the definition of insanity is what? To be crazy enough to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again while expecting a different outcome again Pardon me for asking, but have you lost your damn mind? Are you at a place where you feel so little about yourself that you're willing to have your children around you while you help educate them and teach them the mediocrity and the complacency of life that has become your mantle, it has become your credo, it is your motto. You are teaching your daughters, ladies, to let a man call you out your damn name to tell you what you ain't. And the bad part of it is his ass isn't working while he drives your car and picks you up late from work. That'll preach. Fellas, is she that fine? that she won't take care of the house, she won't clean it up, she won't take care of your children. She even talks about your mother. Ladies, you're dealing with a man that treats his mistress with more respect than he treats you. Things have gotten so bad now, she doesn't even hang up the phone when she calls the house. She has to speak to him, and your silly behind gives him the phone. Oh, let's say, oh, right, you're not that stupid. You just pay his cell bill while he texts and talks to her and looks at the pictures of her boobs and her vagina and while he's on a phone that you have on your mobile plan. How now, brown cow? How many times do we need to have someone treat us with indignation and contempt? How many times? Are you going to allow the driveway to vibrate when a car pulls up into it after midnight? You know damn well he got off work at 5 o'clock. You know that that woman didn't have to go meet her homegirl out of town this weekend, but it just so happened that you it's easier for you to believe a lie than to believe the truth. Are you really that crazy? Do you Think so little of yourself. Now, let's take some responsibility. Let's quit being the victim. Let's stop and ask ourselves, am I 30 or 40 or 50 pounds overweight? Because, okay, hey, you know, even though he looks like he's pregnant too, maybe four months even, but uh, you don't love yourself enough that your best friend has become a snack. Okay, if that's how you want to live, I'm not going to say nothing. However, your friends, the ones that instead of telling you to leave, they say, girl, you need to get you a spasm. Now you're hanging out with a hoe. That is crazy. You're letting a hoe give you advice how to stay in a broken, dysfunctional state. And you have kids, and you've got this ignorant, 
almost wannabe friend of yours giving you the worst advice on earth, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Last time I checked, geese get their necks snapped, and they don't have a very long lifespan. As a matter of fact, they just fly in flocks, flying, following a leader, no one asking where are we going, no one wondering is this a safe place. If that's the case, why is one of the first video games that ever came out on Nintendo called Duck Hunt? Simple, because ducks hear a little bit of noise and just fly in the direction where someone leads them. Are you being led right away from your self-esteem? Are you being led? Are you in fight or fight mode with common sense? where you either want to fight with people that try to tell you to have some, or you want to run from those that do. Let's think, do we really deserve, do you deserve talking to you? Don't you deserve better than this? I remember as a child, I watched a man beat his wife, and he never hit her. But I watched him beat her down day in and day out, by saying how stupid she was and taking her money. And, you know, the funny part, this man did not work. This man didn't do anything but smoke weed and drink. But this woman, every day she got up and pulled it together and went to work. And she took care of her children that were not his, by the way, but You know, he abused them, too, to the point where he even molested her daughter. But she got into it with her daughter because she didn't want to give up her security blanket. Are you so dysfunctional that you are holding on to people that are not only toxic, but they're poison in your life? Because if that's you, perhaps this is the evening, perhaps this is the day that you actually wake up and say, I am not insane, because insanity by definition is someone that keeps doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting life to change. Is that you? God has you listening to this for a minute. You can't hang up. As a matter of fact, I'm going to suggest to some of you, go right now and text your friend. Add them on a three-way if you're listening via phone. If you're on in the Internet, go ahead and just hit the share button on the link and share this because you are not the only one. Misery does love company. Perhaps the people that you have in your clique are equally codependent, and maybe you're just going through this all alone. Nobody even knows how damn crazy you are and how much you have truly lost your mind. Nobody knows that you are texting your ex-wife day in and day out or your ex-husband talking about you can't understand why you can't get over it. I can tell you why. You do not need to open a textbook for this. You are tripping. That's why you can't get over it because if you could come out of insanity and look at life for the beautiful thing that it is, you would understand that you can get back money. You may even get a few opportunities back. You may lose and recover things However, you must understand the one thing that is a gift you cannot give yourself that you likewise cannot replenish is time. Do you have the time to continue doing what you are currently doing? Seriously now. Life is too short and death is too long to continue going down this path. What I want you to do 
is get ready to get educated on why you're doing what you're doing. I'm going to give you some steps that will help you get beyond this this debilitating thing you're calling your life. God loves you so much. Problem is you stop loving yourself. The problem is sometimes we actually believe that the best is already behind us. But dear one, I'm going to tell you this. The best is yet to come. You may feel alone. You may even feel really, really lonely. I know that. I felt that way. I know what it's like to break someone's heart, and I know what it's like to have my heart broken. I'm sure that some of the times that I've experienced pain in my life, people did not mean to hurt me, but they had no clue how desperate I was for them to love me. In the same breath, there have been times in my life that I've broken someone else's heart and walked on their feelings I didn't mean to do it. I was just so stupid and immature that I didn't realize that this person was God's child. And when I look into my daughter's eyes and I see a reflection of the women that I've heard, and when I look into my son's eyes and look see the hope and the despair, wondering as he wonders, does someone really care? I want you to know that I'm looking and seeing in my children and the same things that you are looking and seeing in you. We have to ask ourselves, who's here for us? Are we really alone? Are we going through this thing with no one to care, with no one that even shares in the opinion that you are a human being, that you have feelings too? Well, I have a dear friend named Brian Courtney Wilson. We're going to let you have about five minutes of thinking, and I want you to get your pen and paper, get a tissue or two. We may even go over a bit this evening. America, UK, Canada, Australia, you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. This is Brian Courtney Wilson, already here. After this is over, we'll be right back, and I want you to have that pen and paper ready. But I want you to know God is. Yeah. 
praise until there's no defense. And we recognize you already Hallelujah, you're already here. Hallelujah, you're already my friend, Mr. Brian Courtney Wilson. There are times when we feel that no one is there for us. We feel that no matter how much we cry and how much we hurt, our pain is it's just not even paid attention to. Nobody cares. We feel more than often that when people 
make us angry when they say things that they know hurt us. And we want to say, you know, you hurt me. We want to tell these individuals that this pain, this suffering that we didn't ask for. We, we want to ask them, you know, why? Why do you bathe me with insults? Why do you smear me with your whispers? Why do you go and you said you were my friend. Why do you talk about me behind my back? As a matter of fact, why did you hurt me so much? The more you hurt me, the more the, the more I don't deserve it. How can you be so cruel? As a matter of fact, I love you more than you deserve. Why am I? Why am I such a fool? What you've done to me, I could never do to you. You hurt me more than I deserve, and because I loved you more than what you deserve. And after all that I did, I trusted you. I stopped what I was doing at your beck and call, but you still hurt me. And no matter how many times you hurt me, I try to forgive you and I try to start over, but I do all of this in vain only to have you slap me in my face and call me out my name. If that sounds familiar to you, I want you to understand you're not alone. But people are going to treat you, dear one, how you allow them to treat you. Now, here's the thing. Bereavement and the breakup and the loss from jealousy and from condemnation and from hurt, all of that is the same thing. It's just packaged differently, right? It, you know, looking at something in a coffin, whether it is your child, whether it is your loved one, or whether it is your heart, when you are looking at something that had vibrancy and had life in it, and now you look at it and it's dead, you start experiencing bereavement and you start going through these stages of grief, and they have been rated between five and seven. And I'm gonna, we're going to talk about that now, and I'm going to have a show on Wednesday dealing with the same subject because the phones are lighting up. I'm sorry tonight. Uh, please just tune in. Email me your messages. You can then send them to Dr. D to be com, or you can put comments on the website during or after the show, but I'm just going to tell you now, the pain is too great and the room is full. I have to just continue going. I want to take your calls this evening, and, and I know that there are people out there trying to call in, but there's somebody that's listening to this show, and it's probably you, and they don't even have the strength to pick up the phone. They don't even have the strength to pick up and press one. They can't lift a finger because every time they lift their hand, it goes on their forehead. Maybe that's you. But here's what I want you to understand. Tonight, this is going to come to an end. Now, here's what I, I'm going to give you to write down. Dr. D, how do I stop the pain, man? I'm can't take it no more. Everything I had left, he ruined my credit when I met him was, it wasn't all that good, but it damn sure wasn't as bad as it is now. But not only has he ruined my financial credit, the credit I had with my friends and the credit I had with my family, I put everybody aside for her, for him. How do I get myself back to me, my children? I tried to love this person so much that I even put my children second, and now they not, they're mad at me. They won't even speak to me because they. I, I just wanted somebody to love me. I don't know anymore. I don't, hell, I don't even know who I am, let alone who somebody else is. And 
I'm hurt so bad that even the people that try to reach out and touch me, I'm so sore that I'm I'm talking crazy to people that haven't even done anything to me. I've lost my job over this mess as well as my mind. Well, I want you to hear this. The first sign that you're in a toxic relationship is that you are in disbelief that someone can treat you this way. And another sign is that you're even denying the truth to yourself because everything they do, you justify. Well, his daddy, you know, his daddy and mama, every time he goes back to his mama and daddy, they let him back in. No, boo, you the fool that let him back in. When his ass went to his mama and daddy's house, you should have changed the locks. And I understand what it's like to want somebody to love you. And I understand for many of you, you took a vow. You stood before God and you petitioned and you prayed and said, Lord, if you just send me a husband or a wife and, you know, let me give them time. Maybe they'll change even though he hit me again. Hmm. Even though he called me a bitch in front of my children even though she demeaned me in front of my mama and my friends and she emasculated me and talking about, you know, if I was a real man, I would do this. Well, I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that's not love. Love doesn't act that way. And the next thing you want to do, God gives you the courage to get this person out of your life. You finally tell them to move out, and yes, I'm talking to you right now. You, you've you already gotten rid of this fool once. She already keyed your car. She's already cost you calling your job, acting a fool, hanging up the phone. You already know that if you keep texting him, he ain't coming back. So what you want to do, kill him and make him more dead? You can't kill what's already dead, baby. Stop texting that man. Stop writing those damn tweets and notes and getting on Facebook, entertaining America and the rest of the world, letting folks know how much of a life you do not have. When your pain gets to the point that you are making a fool out of yourself, isn't that enough? You used to have a big butt. Now you look like a shaved bird. Your drawers are just baggy in the back because you've lost all your weight. You're not eating anymore. Or some of you are eating so much that when you get in the bathtub, you need a spatula to help get you out. Why are you taking out on yourself pain someone else is causing you? You know, here's what I want you to write down. Write down five logical reasons why this damn fool need not re-enter your airspace. Think about what they said. Write down what they called you. Write down all the insults that they used to demean you and to deface you. Write that down. Write it down right now. I'm not telling you to, uh, you know, do this in shorthand. Write down if you need to write a paragraph. We got time. Go ahead. The show is going to run a bit over, so I'm telling that to my producer. We're going to go a few extra minutes because it's a few people that need some extra time this evening. 
And yes, I'm doing it just because of you. I love you. Even if you don't love you, I love you. And if I can love you and I'm not there with you, only my voice is there with you. But if I can love you, why can't you love you? Why can't you look at what you don't have and realize that you have enough to move forward? You have your health and strength. And maybe that's not totally where you want it to be, but it's good enough for you to bust the move. It's, you got enough strength to go lock that damn door, don't you? Let's say that this is your last go-round with this person, and it's not so bad you're going to put them out yet or they're going to get rid of you yet. You better wake up right now. Next thing I want you to write down, write down physically how your health is being hijacked. Understand this. When you go into fight or flight mode and you can't run and you can't fight, that didn't stop all of those extra heartbeats, all of those heart palpitations. It didn't stop that extra acid from forming in your stomach, which is causing you to have acid reflux and ulcers, and you can't even digest your food. You can't eat, but you've got all this acid in your stomach. You're sitting there smoking joint after joint, and you quit smoking weed a long time ago, but here you go. You stopped drinking, but now you've got that box of wine back in there on the counter. Matter of fact, you were even trying to stop masturbating and sleeping with folks that you don't really like, but no, here you go. You're opening your legs and dropping your drawers, trying to find love in all the wrong places just to get over somebody that ain't coming back. I don't care how many people you sleep with, how much oral sex you have. I don't care how scantily clad you are, how many people you have come and grace your bedroom, or should I say disgrace your bedroom. It's not going to make up for your pain because denial is more than a river, isn't it? The next thing is this anger. You may seek to blame your ex for the breakup and you keep going over how they were so controlling and how they just couldn't go get a life, and you were feeling and expressing a great deal of annoyance and hostility toward them, you should have got your ass up and got out the house, child. Why did you build your life around anybody other than yourself and God? People are gifts to you. They are not your property. And when you sentence yourself to house arrest, you the fool that didn't get out and create a social life and a network for yourselves. You know, one of the main reasons that women tend to outlive men is because they develop social networks. Now, unfortunately, in 2014, these social networks are made up of fools. It's kind of like the Housewives of Atlanta. You got the blind leading the blind, the Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't care what race you are. You can be yellow, brown, black. You can be red. I don't care if you're an American Indian or a West Indian. I don't care if you're an Anglo-Saxon or a homosexual. Whatever is going on with you, why have you relegated yourself to existing within the corridors of your mind when your mind is reprobate and exhausted? As a matter of fact, would you want anybody that's tired and not thinking straight helping you with anything? So how can you help yourself when you are tired as hell of everything that's 
connected to this season in your life. Then you have the nerve to go bring this blank back into your life again after God removes them. For those of you recently separated, you better take a moment. Here's another third thing I want you to write down. Write down what's wrong with you. Let's quit blaming the other person. Write down the fact that, you know what, I have gained the extra 45 pounds. That's not winter fat. Your ass is just fat. And you are fat with pain. You're fat with stress as well as a few extra pounds of blubber. Let your dead weight go. And if that includes somebody that can walk and talk, that's the first poundage you might need to lose. Some of you need to lose 220 pounds of six foot two chocolate muscles and biceps and six packs. You, some of you need to lose, Miss Little 36, 24, 36, wearing a size whatever. Some of you are overweight in ways that have nothing to do with what shows up on your scale. Let's take another look at you. Have you gotten to the point you're smoking so many cigarettes that when people hug you, they start coughing? Have you gotten to a point where the minute you get in the house, first thing you do is make yourself a drink, or you don't even take your butt home. You go straight to a bar. You're at church, and you think, if, if I just praise God enough, child, let me tell you something. God didn't get you in this mess, and it's not his job to get you out. Faith without works is dead. He hipped you to the fact that you were sowing in very infertile ground. He hipped you to the fact that you were not equally yoked. He hipped you to the fact that love is not going to abuse you. But did you listen? Did you pay attention? As a matter of fact, while we're talking about this love thing, and as we look at these love languages, is yours being spoken? Are, are you being affirmed with words of affirmation, or are you being talked about like a dog? Are they demonstrating acts of service, or are you not being served? What gifts are you receiving? Are you getting the gifts of chlamydia, trichomonas, herpes, syphilis, and gonorrhea? What about quality time? Or maybe there's not so much quality in this time at all. And is physical touch not an embrace but a slap across your face? So ask yourself, are you really speaking my love language? Because if physical touch means that you're getting hit upside your head and if quality time means you're being left all alone for far too long on a regular basis while you're being lied to on the phone, if receiving gifts is you finding semen stains in somebody's pants and lipstick on someone's collar or your girlfriend and your woman's coming home with a new piece of jewelry that you knew you guys could not afford. And if maybe your acts of service are the car is clean, but you didn't even have money to put gas in it, maybe you're a little stuck on stupid. Maybe you're ignoring the evidence that something really fishy is going on in your life. See, I'm telling you to write these things down. Write down what does it feel like to sit in a driveway for a house where you're paying most of the bills, and you come home and you don't even want to go in your own house. 
What does it feel like when you're paying for someone else's cell phone and you're reading the text messages that they send to other people? You're looking and you're viewing the fact that they don't even speak to you. They come in the house. They don't speak to your parents. They don't speak to the child that may be your biological child with them or maybe not. Perhaps all of a sudden this person needed you until they got a little extra change in their pocket. Now now you're not that special anymore now that they're working. Well, maybe that's a sign they were using you, huh, boo? Maybe that's a sign that you did not have this clout that you thought you had. Isn't it about time that you stop having to hang up the phone prior to unlocking the door to walk in? You know, an eye for an eye may sound like a good thing, but when you have two cockeyed blind people, that's not going to help anything, now is it? Now he's had an affair, now you're having one, and both y'all just have turned to a couple of hoes living together, sharing keys. Is this really the life that you signed up for? Why are you in the closet? Some of you are even sleeping with people that are the same sex, trying to find love in all the wrong places. You're not gay. And I'm not saying that to my listeners who are gay, that, you know, that's your business. I don't care what you do when you pull your panties and your drawers down. But I will say this. If you are thinking because you're now sleeping with a, a woman instead of a man, young lady, that now you found utopia, I'm just going to say you found another way to get pimped. Sir, if you think that by sleeping with another man is going to stop the pain that that woman has caused you, you are crazy. In other words, you cannot find an external solution to an internal problem. If this is the third or fourth person in your life that's told you the same things and you know, one person that told you was black, the other one was a female, the other one was a male. Maybe the problem isn't with the, the other person. Perhaps it is you. Perhaps it's time that you take responsibility for everything that you have accepted in this scenario. I had another client of mine call me all but too recently with something that's a familiar story. The person said to me, Dr. Young, I do everything that I can to get this person to love me, and they still don't. Try this one on for size. Even God himself says, choose you this day who you will serve. God doesn't make people love him. How in the hell are you going to make somebody love you? Love is a decision. It's a choice. It's a condition. It's a matter of free will. You know, last night I... um, had to hear someone say some things that were so disheartening to me. They told me about how guilty they felt because of their selfishness. You weren't that damn guilty until you got caught, so let's keep it real. Are you now remorseful because your relationship ended only because you got caught? Because had you not gotten caught, you would still be doing that same mess you were doing. And if you've been praying and saying, God, I need an answer, speak to me. You, you, you went to the church and hit Ursha and I shouting and 
running around the church like Carl Lewis or Wilma Rudolph or somebody trying to run your way up on an answer from God. You didn't have to run too far, did you? All you had to do was when the Holy Spirit, and I'm not telling some of y'all to start playing I Spy and uh, Get Smart and, and Kojak and 24. You don't need to become Jack Bauer to find out what someone is doing. Just ask God to show you. And then all of a sudden, you will see the edge of the condom wrapper in their pocket. You will uh, be in an intimate way with that man or that woman. And if they smell like a prophylactic, we already know that's not normal human scent now, is it? We already know that if this person had a high sex drive when they met you and now they don't want to have sex with you, perhaps that's a sign that either you or them is doing something very wrong. You already know if all of a sudden this person wants to try some new and different things in the bedroom with you that you're wondering when this, where did this come from? Perhaps it came from the person that they're seeing outside of you. You already know that if you only have a limited income and your significant other now has come into some extra change, perhaps they may be doing something a little strange. Stop lying to yourself. You know, it's one thing when you lie to other people. It's one thing when other people lie to you. But it's a crazy thing when you start lying to yourself or you sit there knowing the truth because your spirit will authenticate what is real. The one thing I love about the truth, God says, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And it is so true because when you hear the truth, whether you want to believe it or not, you know it because it resonates with you in a way that cannot be connected to anything tangible. You understand going in and coming out of your situations that this is not right. It's just something that is not right. You know when someone isn't right for you, because it doesn't make sense. No man, ladies and gentlemen, likes to hang out with the fellas every damn night, three or four nights a week, and this time he's late because it was a car problem, and this time he's late where you know he had to help his homeboy. Oh, man, you know I got so full I fell asleep on the couch. Stop being stupid. Quit allowing people to lie to you and stop lying to yourself. Quit making excuses for things. Quit thinking that, well, you know, if a man would just talk to him, girl, you lost your damn mind. God's been talking to that fool. He ain't listening to God. How in the hell is he going to listen to a man? That woman that you have, let me tell you, sir, you cannot give her enough gifts to make her love you. You cannot put it on her enough to her love you. You know, I've heard people say, grow some balls. Balls are nowhere as durable as a good vagina. So I'm going to tell you, sir, you will never be able to muster up enough sex drive and Viagra and whatever else you're doing to think that your girth and your length is going to make someone love you. As a matter of fact, it's really simple. Love cannot be bought. Love cannot be manipulated. You cannot sit and look pitiful enough. You cannot send enough text messages telling someone how much you despise their controlling ways and who they are and are not and get them to love you. So stop it. As a matter of fact, here's the next thing I want you to write down. I want you to write down 
What is it that you're settling for? And then right on the other side of it, right the exact opposite of it. So if you're settling for being called a bitch. That means that you are not being called baby. And as ghetto is the word boo is, boo is way better than bitch, ain't it? What are you settling for? Someone that comes home all hours of the night versus when they met you, they couldn't wait to get to you. Now all of a sudden they can't even make it back home. Why are you sitting in two different rooms in the same house when just weeks and months ago you were right there, cuddled up together? He couldn't. You couldn't even keep your your bra on for him. He was acting like a hungry baby trying to suck at your breast. Now all of a sudden you want to bust him in your chest and he's pushing you in yours. Stop and think. Smell the manure. That is not coffee. Write down how this person doesn't look you in the face when they talk to you anymore. Here's a big sign that your relationship is over. It's not that you're not having sex. It's not that uh, the quality time. When is the last time the two of you sit and laughed about something? When there's no more laughter in the house? The joy is gone. Where is the kindness? Something to think about, ain't it? Now he used to open your door. Now he lets the door almost damn near break your big toe. He doesn't even hold the door for you anymore. She, you used to come over and she'd kiss you and look at you. Now she rolls her eyes when you're talking. All of a sudden, the conversations stop. When you walk in a room, people start getting off their phones because you know, they're talking to someone that makes them smile when the phone rings and when you call and they answer and they hear your voice and they go, oh, it's you. How much of that do you have to really put up with before you realize that you're not getting what you should get from love? Here's something else I want you to hear. And I want you to hear this well. You know, there are times that we have to pay attention to what God tells us about not only his promise, but his way and his will for our lives. I'm going to say this to you, and I want you to pay close attention. You know, you can have a lot of things in your life. You can have wealth and riches and money, but the one thing that you need and you have to have is connectivity with people that matter. Are you being treated like you matter? Are you being treated in a way that lets you understand and understand with awareness that you're not just any old body, that you actually, you actually have some skin in this game? Have you thought about the things that have been constituent to your life? Well, here, if you are wondering, how can you spot love, let me leave you with this. Love is patient, meaning that it's not going to rush and come over and hit it with you and quit it. It's not going to be 
in the middle of the night, you know, let me go ahead and bust this nut. Yes, I'm talking to grown folks, so if you can't handle the truth, I'm sorry, but somebody needs to tell it. Love is kind. It's not mean-spirited. It doesn't sit there and, while you have hopes and dreams, shoot them down like someone shooting plates out of there in Old Western. Love doesn't make fun of you. It doesn't look down and have arrogance. It doesn't dishonor you. It doesn't disrespect the things that matter to you, like your friends, your family, and your children. And though you will not always agree, it doesn't throw in your face the things that you've done in error in your life and the mistakes you made. As a matter of fact, if you find yourself scheming on the other person or they're scheming on you, that's not love. You see, love will always protect you. Where there is no trust, there is no relationship, and I'm here to warn you, when you lose trust with someone, it's easy to glue scales back on a swimming fish or to put feathers back on a plucked chicken than it is to restore trust. Love, it never fails. Now, here's the question. If you don't love you, who in the hell will? What I want you to do, and I'm going to do this housekeeping. I'm not going to hold you guys up, but don't but don't get off yet. Go to Facebook and hit the like button on the uh, D. Yvonne Young Arthur page because there's going to be a lot of content about this. Second thing, go to the drdyvonneyoung.com website and register. I'm going to be doing some webinars where it's going to be up close and personal where you can ask these questions and be like, Doc, you know, is this dude cheating on me? Is this woman cheating on me? How do I know they love me? And we will have answers for those questions because there are signs, and I know what they are, and I'll be happy to share them with you. But how can I do it if you don't register and go to the website right now and sign up? Or if you don't hit the follow button on those Facebook pages, how can I communicate with you? The other thing, here you go. Let's say you're in a relationship and you're not ready to throw in the towel yet, but you don't know if you're ready to stay either, that's the time you need to go and sign up with me and do that single session so we can talk about this and help you make a decision whether it's time for you to go or whether it's time for you to stay. And if you call and use the 877-508-2025 number, that's 877-508-2025, make sure you press 1 as a new client. And if you're an existing client, go ahead and press it anyway because that way we will know. And then that free consultation that's on my website, use the doggone thing. And after you use it, don't punk up. Invest in yourself, because if you don't get a grip on what's going on with you, all you're going to do is have somebody else break your heart all over again. And here you go, same mess, different person, different zip code. They may be white this time instead of black. They may be black this time instead of white. They may be your same gender. I mean, whatever the hell you think is going to solve your problem, I guarantee you there is no external solution to an internal problem unless it's medium like books and coaching and, and, and good counsel, 
that goes in your head, and that's going straight to the core of the problem because, to be honest, you cannot light enough hoops to make somebody love you. You cannot give them enough sex to make them care about you. You can't buy them enough stuff. You cannot, um, you can't lose enough weight. You can't, I don't care if you go and bring your girlfriend in and get a dude a threesome. At the end of the day, all you're doing is playing yourself like a $3 hoe. And to be honest, the worst pimp in the world is you when you pimp yourself. Now, make sure you set a reminder. This Wednesday at 12 noon, we're going to be talking about part two of this program. You deserve to be loved. You deserve for someone to treat you with some respect, with some kindness. But if you don't respect and love you, why in the hell should anybody else? Because believe me, getting over a broken heart is something that you have to do. Because if you don't love you, who will? Anyway, I love you. This is Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and I will see you Wednesday at noon. Have an awesome week. Bye. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.